Drive Time Lincoln is sponsored by Barry Law Firm. For over 50 years, Barry Law Firm has been fighting for veterans' rights. Visit BarryLawFirm.com to learn more. He's a lifelong Nebraskan, commander of the U.S. Navy SEAL Team and U.S. Special Operations. He served around the globe and now at home in Lincoln, Nebraska, speaking the truth to the state capitol. Barry Law Firm is proud to present Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, here we go, here we go. Tuesday, December 14th. Uh, it is day 112 of the mask siege. I, I think the city just had a, <laughs> another briefing. Oh, my God, they're the same thing over and over. So so nobody's told me, so I'm pretty sure they just justified why we've got to have mask on another week uh, to maybe they'll uh, decide next week that they could go away. Oh, well. I'm still detainee 3101, and working the board is detainee 722. I am Commander Jack Riggins. This is Drive Time Lincoln. Um, Crime week, law and order week, uh, just rehashing. As you know, I'm very passionate about this subject, and really all first responders. uh, But it's crime. I get a lot of stats on, and it's also uh, policing that I know. uh, We just don't have enough officers, so I want to get that fixed. And so I'm going to... Keep talking about it, uh, and I'm going to keep bringing on experts, and, and we're going to talk about and concern citizens. You know, it's it's no secret. I've told you, the audience, before that Lincoln is a soft target, and it's been trending away from good policing. Not to say that our men and women in uniform aren't doing a great job, but it's been trending away in support from the elected officials, slowly but surely. And when you do that, there are things you can notice in the numbers and in the way we are doing the policing that should concern you. Again, if we get the right number of street cops for a municipality, a town, a city that's around 300,000, you're going to see a big difference. And that means competitive wages. That means retention. And we hired a new police chief, and obviously she's getting her feet underneath and going to have some plans. But don't be fooled when you hear me talk about this, you know, with the main thrust to get the right number of officers on the street. When you see political wins like, oh, we've increased the authorized manning strength, or we've hired two officers or we're going to because of COVID relief funds from Joe Biden. We've lost more officers this year than those two. Okay, so we're in a net negative. So I just look at it at an end strength game. So it makes no sense other than elected officials want to just kind of hope crime goes away they want to try to maybe do some policing that looks efficient but it's not good enough so we are just like several national democratic controlled cities that are experiencing crime waves and smashing grabs and murder rates that are through the roof when you hear that on the national news you should immediately go go lincoln's just like that But because of our numbers, 
we're not getting on CNN or Fox News or MSNBC. But make no mistake about it, we are trending that way. And I wouldn't be surprised in the near future if you see some laws changed to try to help this under the guise of, well, we don't want to prosecute, you know, theft up to a certain amount or our jails are full. You know, go look at San Francisco and Seattle and Portland and see how that's working out. Anyway, Sheriff Terry Wagner was on yesterday. As you know, uh, we talked about you know the murder rate being up. He talked about aggravated assaults, a good one to look at statistically. Hey, we're right on par with the five-year average. That's where we're at. No improvement in there. As I've said before, auto thefts are up almost 30% over five years. Vandalism up almost 30% over five years. Trespassing, 50%. Sex crimes, 20%. Interesting enough, you look at the heat map, uh, violent crimes, uh, when we're just looking comparative to really the last 20 years, uh, we're just below the upper band. Okay? Rape, we're just below the upper band. Auto thefts, we're through the roof, we're in the upper band. Fraud, we're in the upper band. Weapons charges, we're in the upper band. Felony arrests, we're up in the upper bend. Does that sound like a safe and secure city to you, Lincoln? I don't know. Doesn't to me, it sounds like a bad trend line. And for some of you who we need to bring it home, just look at today's news. Thieves target the Asian city market in Lincoln, right? A man arrested for breaking into vehicles. There you go. Auto theft, maybe catalytic converters. Teen arrested for burglarizing the Lincoln tennis facility. I think that was Woods. <laughs> A woman, you know, and obviously something's wrong with her, just drives a vehicle into a house. Uh, There's not a lot of deterrence going on out there. And you have to remember, we just had an officer-involved shooting because of a knife-wielding suspect right before Thanksgiving. You know, there is a degradation going on of respect for our values, and there isn't enough law enforcement officers to handle it. It's really simple stuff. Catalytic converters, you know, the five-year average is 26. We're up at 771 this year. And you're going to say, oh, well, Commander, the city council or somebody in power elected, you know, is tracking that now. And while that might be all right, are you kidding me? Go after the criminals. Don't go after the people in their businesses to do more paperwork (laughs) to slow down the crime. Go after the people that are committing the crime. So that's where I think we're at on Crime Week. I'm passionate about it. I've got Eric Underwood from the Lancaster County Republican Party, the chairman, in today to kind of discuss what you all think of crime. Eric, thank you for coming in. Thanks, Jax. I appreciate you having me back again. I really do. I know that uh, as chairman of the Lancaster County Republican Party, uh, one of your, if not your number one platform item, one of the things you care about, and folks, is is crime and supporting law enforcement. We put a lot of effort as I took over the party here in September for the Lancaster Party to to get the original source documents to get these things lined up. Our Constitution, we talked about it last time. The platform, honestly, has been delineated for quite some time. There's the state platform and there's the national platform, and crime is specifically one of them. And that's, I think, part of my job is to educate the, the voters, the, the individuals out there on to what... 
being a Republican really is. I'd be doing wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't talk about these things. So I appreciate the opportunity. You bet. When it comes to crime, we have a specific document, the platform, the platform standard on it and what it says. I think this also helps contrast what the opposition, the Democrats, would be on how they approach and what their vision would be. And in the end, if we don't have a platform, if we don't have a standard, I can't tell you what a Republican is, what makes an R an R. So let me read it to you, give me give you some ideas of what we're looking at here. And again, like you've already talked about some of these stats here, what what I'm doing, what I'm looking at doing as far as engaging the elected officials or the, the even the police forces in general. So specifically, we, we fully support our local law enforcement and believe that civilized society requires a strong stand against crime. We support qualified immunity as strictly defined to give law enforcement the margin to make reasonable but mistaken judgments when in the extreme of public protection and safety situations. Trials, sentencing, and punishment must be fair, swift, and just in order to effectively deter crime and hold the criminal properly accountable. Full restitution to crime victims whenever possible should be part of the punishment, and we support post-conviction reform to expedite appeals consistent with the due process. You know, our goal is to try and stop being a reactionary society. As a reactionary society, it will continually divide in almost everything that we do, whether it's policy making or how we solve problems. Proactively, we can do a lot more. And that's our goal when we start to have these conversations with elected officials or, or the police departments. Obviously, I have a, a good connection and good working relationship with Sheriff Wagner, and I listened to the conversations you had yesterday. It was awesome to have him on there. But today, I even took the time to meet with the executive board for the Lincoln Police Department. I thought it was appropriate and, and, and respectful to start to engage them in a conversation because in the end, I think they feel that they get a, a metric of support from elected officials almost as if we're just plain nice. Right. You know, I'm not trying to speak for them and I don't want to, to, to get into too much of the details from their perspective because that's, that's their battles sure. to fight and that's, that's their elements. And all of it deals with, with retention of, of officers is something you talked about. They lost 38 officers through retirement last year. Their next wave of, of people coming in from training is 14 and then another crew coming in on in about seven to eight more. But they're concerned about retention. Sure. And I think that concern is more of, a, of an involvement of having conversations that deal with respect. They 100% believe that the community supports them. Mm -hmm. Last year we saw that. We saw that yeah. with the death of uh, the shooting of Officer Herrera. We, we saw the community involvement to it. But as they specifically said to us, we're concerned about the elected officials and their approach to us and the respect that goes with that. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it. Um, when you hear a lot of us talking about manning and end strength, or yesterday with Sheriff Wagner talking about bench strength if there's emergencies, a healthy force, police force, Navy force, is projecting as best they can when people are retiring or people are coming, and they're backfilling in this constant circle loop to make sure that the officers on the street and the bench strength is healthy. And that's what you're, he you're hearing, folks, is the officers and all of us we are a community that supports policing without a doubt. We are trying to shed light on where there are struggles that are also leading to, as part of your platform, lack of deterrence in certain crimes. And we're seeing that as well as understanding with the elected officials that you have to engage and do something about it. We may be behind in man strength right now, but you know we would do a five and ten year get healthy plan. And then that would lead to the budgeting and the things you need to do. Um, really appreciate it. One of the things I noticed in your platform is you just 
talked about every American, meaning all of us. There, there wasn't, for lack of a better term, any social politics or anything. It just it spoke of the Constitution and the values and the laws as they are and how they can be better. And it, 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 to me, it was a very just, this is America, this is what we believe. I agree. The the platform, I think, when you look at the Republican Party, and, and I would I would recommend anybody to go to uh, lcrpne.org, and you can go to the About section, lcrpne.org, the About section, you can take a look at the platform. Um, this this is designed to be to to give a perspective that the United States Constitution and the Nebraska Constitution are interlaced with our platform. And what that really means is that these are the standards that we're going to uphold ourselves to. And I think that's been a challenge uh, for both parties, to be honest, is that we we start to stem off onto some ideological idea that may make sense on paper but doesn't become practical. We have a culture and a community that we remember that used to be here, and it's changed. There's something with the, with the riots that occurred last year, or whatever you want to call those, that everybody said, I never thought that would happen here. You talked about the crime stats. You can. This is the... This is the fun thing that people can go to. I shouldn't say fun thing, but this is something that people can go to. If they go to the website lincoln.ne.gov backslash city backslash department backslash police, everything that you talked about, you get to see crime mapping. You get to see bubbles and seeing what part of the city is having interactive crime there. And if you're looking at that and you're starting to realize how things have changed, so if we don't have standards such as our Constitution, if we don't have standards such as our party's platform, then what are we upholding ourselves to? What is there out there? Yeah. Well, and, and great push on information within the city's website, because this is where I go, folks. And I will say this. LPD is very transparent, and there's probably more data and maps than you care to look at. But going in there like I do weekly and examining the documents... It's going to cause an effect and allow you to get in the conversation to make an informed opinion. You don't have to listen to me, right? You need to research for yourself. Is what we're doing in policing helping make the city more safe and secure? Is it ushering in citizenry that value our values? Or are we moving away from that? And I think you'd be shocked, you know, and like Eric's saying, um, you know, as a Republican Party, um, you're laying out your platform. This one on, I'll call it crime and law and order. Um, mm-hmm. And I find it nice that it's integrated into the Constitution of the United States, the state constitution of the Republican Party on down, right? Because we're all in this together. We are. And I think, you know, from this we can start to discuss where the culture and the and the community can have some changes. I, I think there's really three elements that, that people are looking at as far as how crime law and order as you want to call it would be out there there has to be a hardline stance on crime what will and won't be charged in the sentencing there has to be law and order and at that definition should we should we have all the amount of gray area that i believe people are seeing out there otherwise you'll just continue you'll see this continual uptick in crime there you know beyond that there is there is such a thing as a measured re- reformation policies sure people have to have the opportunity to to better themselves but that really takes two elements you have to have the resources yes you have to have out options out there for jobs and and housing to help somebody make a decision but in the end that's where that challenge comes from a person has to be willing to make that that 
change in their life. Yeah. And that's where reformation policies are, are important to at least have that out there. And I think lastly, it's important that we have a proactive community involvement. And it's interesting when you look at LSO and you look at LPD, how much they work on their brand, Santa, Santa cop and how much they're in the, in the school systems there. That's, that's not just because they're trying to make themselves look good. I think they're actively trying to change the community and change the culture. You have a police force that is probably one of the most integrated police forces between the sheriff's office and the LPD, as Sheriff Wagner talked about. But the training is very specific. You have officers here that can begin the detective work versus other police forces where one officer comes and just takes some information. And then another officer would come in and start to do detective work. These officers here, LSO, LPD, NSP, they're trained to do more than most are. Yeah, they're jack-of-all-trades instead of specialized, and most communities, especially communities around the nation our size, have moved on to a more uh, siloed approach where officers perform one or two roles and then other experts come in. I'll tell you what, we've got uh, Eric Underwood on right now from the uh, Lancaster County Republican Party. Can you stay with us just a few more minutes? Awesome. Certainly. Thank you. You bet. We're we're talking crime, just another... Vantage point, if you will, on law and order here in the city of Lincoln. This is Drive Time Lincoln, 1499 3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on 1499 3 KLIN. All right, uh, two minutes here uh, left with uh, Eric Underwood from the Lancaster County Republican Party. I will take calls in the second segment, folks, so... Get them in second segment. Mr. Underwood. Well, again, I want to say thank you so much for letting us get on here. Um, You know, as I've been tasked with leading a party there, you're, you're given information and you're giving perspective from the delegates on what they're looking for. A lot of it was just creating this ground-up approach to making sure that the party was designed to be able to move forward. And there's still a lot of work to go. And as we defined these platforms there, and you had this crime week there, this was an opportunity that, that I appreciate doing that. You know, we also have some representatives out there that are going to be running in positions that we want to make sure that they understand the platform. And by me engaging uh, LPD and LSO and having conversations with them, this opens the door for what I believe should be the respectful conversations. Because if we don't... I believe that, that just like you, that Lincoln is sitting on, on the edge of a tipping point here. Mm-hmm. And we say to ourselves, either through apathy or the Nebraska nice or the Nebraska nah can't happen here, there is going to be a change. We went to last year, we went to Portland and we flew into a city seeing something burning there because we had friends that lived there who no longer live there. Right. They moved back to Utah because of that. And I don't want that for the city. We're staying under 300000 because it keeps us under metropolitan. We're metropolitan, regardless of what we believe. Yeah. And this is growing. You add that East Beltway, there's no way the population doesn't well, folks, increase. We're not, we, we're not that because of our county. People are inside of Lincoln every day, transit, back and forth. I mean, you might as well say, hey, we're at that mark. We are. We are at that point. And I think if we don't support and put an effort that lets all the law enforcement know that they, what they logically and, and critically need for their jobs, where we ask them to tell us what they need, if we don't put that support into it, then we're going to be in a, in a world of hurt easily within the next year. That's how fast this can move. Yeah, it can absolutely move fast, folks. And uh, Eric, thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. Thanks again, Jeff. I, I think it's great. Obviously, I wish you the best of luck in your candidates. Um, there's no doubt about it. I, you know, I'm a firm believer that law and order and you know values come first, and the rest falls into place. We got to get this right, Lincoln. Fourteen hundred ninety-nine-three with Commander Jack. 
Drive-Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, second segment uh, here on Tuesday. Dan, I know you wanted to call yesterday, and I couldn't get to it. But Dan, I am telling you, call line is open. Uh, all second segment here, folks. Call in on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. It is crime week, but happy to take calls on masks or school board masks or whatever. Uh but yeah, Crime Week. Uh, just finished up with Eric Underwood, chairman of the Lancaster County Republican Party, uh, walked us through uh, their platform issue uh, item on uh, law and order and crime. Thought it was really well. What was interesting is that it didn't it didn't involve any identity politics. It didn't involve any kind of social uh, movement. It just spoke right to the Constitution of the United States, to all of us, to all citizens of the United States, the state of Nebraska, and Lincoln. It is what it is. I mean, um, you know, it's crime week. I'm I'm talking the stats. I had uh, Sheriff Terry Wagner on yesterday. I thought he did a great job uh, discussing, you know, the collaboration and the efficiencies uh, between... LSO and LPD and the way they've learned to police together and to work, you know, the different crimes or task forces that they need to be integrated on, but also the difference in policing out in the county, you know, out on the dirt roads and talked about, you know, same struggles with having bent, bench strength, excuse me, and depth within the sheriff's department. Listen, folks, uh, they're hiring. Send in your application. Uh, if you believe in law enforcement, uh, it doesn't matter where you get your foot in the door. Uh, it's a calling. It's service. We need it around here. You know, what's interesting is I break down and, you know, look at the national scene uh, with the crime waves going on and the smash and grabs. You know, Joe Biden has just taken heavies uh, in approval ratings, and he's backtracking a little bit on, you know, things he said about defund the police on the campaign trail and knowing that it's Democrat cities that are having these crime waves and, you know, murder murders are out of control. But again, that's national. Those are big cities. If Lincoln's population was up there over a million, we would be being talked about on national news, folks. Okay? We would be being talked about with the status of our city's crime as well as the lack of of street officers that listen it's no one man or woman's fault but it is an issue and it is an issue that needs to get rectified and yes in covering crime in trying to reduce crime there are many things education affordable housing a lot of social programs that we are doing good in but we're not a poor city We're not a city that doesn't have money. We're not a city that can't look at the budget and say, 
you know what? We've got to gain 20 new officers every year for the next 5 to 10 years, accounting for attrition of retirements and people leaving the force based on historical norms, and set that money aside so that we have competitive wages and so that our police force can man and modernize to fit the growing needs of the city. Again, text line is open. Uh, Everybody wants me to talk about the high wind warnings. Uh, Before I even came on the show, a little segue here, I had to laugh. Uh, You all know I'm an avid golfer, and one of the things in my world travels is I realized how much in Europe, and specifically in England and Scotland and Ireland, nothing stops those folks from playing golf. Nothing. Now, they they don't necessarily snow. But then again, I was in Korea, and the Koreans will play in snow. They have like a railroad spike on the tee box, and they tap it in, and they they literally play in the snow, folks. That's how much Koreans, South Koreans, love golf. So uh, there's just this weakness I have that is I can't I got I can play in whatever doesn't matter because the Europeans do it and the South Koreans do it. So by God, us Americans, we've got to do it. Uh, but anyway, golfers were like, we can't play. It's going to be crazy high winds tomorrow. And then, you know, Omaha is going to cancel school. I don't know what they're doing. Um, may, maybe, uh, maybe Omaha did cancel schools. I haven't heard from LPS. I have to say, honestly, that's silly to me. I'm just going to say it. Now, everybody might say, commander of safety. I don't know, folks. I just, I've never, I mean, Unless we've got twisters, I don't see any reason that we're not going to school. But that's me. Um, hopefully my kids aren't listening so they, they don't hear that. But you never know. So here's an interesting one. I talk about kind of the raw stats. And again, again Eric Underwood from the Lancaster County Republican Party talked about the platform issue. He also uh, did a good job breaking down uh, the website that the city has. And you know, if you just go to the city website and go to the departments and then go to police, you'll see the statistics. There's a whole lot to choose from, and there's... Heat maps that show you kind of the historical, um, you know, patterns that you can see. Uh, one of them that's interesting, right, is, you know, our calls for service. When you look at our 2021 year versus the five-year average, because I think that's always a good one to look at, um, we're already through the roof on disturbance calls, 1,300 more this year. Welfare checks. All right? There are 2,300 calls more. Miscellaneous is 400 more. Parking, which makes sense, right? We're, I, we, we do parking. We know that. Parking's difficult. I mean, you've got 5,000. So, you know, that's up. So the officers, my point is, are out there working. But these loads are at a five-year high. And that's the picture I'm trying to paint for you. Okay? Now, you can say, well, yeah, COVID year and and COVID's obviously going to continue on. Maybe there's more welfare checks because of that. Disturbances. The workload can't go up without stressing the force that has to enact that workload. So if you're a business leader out there, right, you're producing 2,000 more widgets 
than you did last year. But your workforce is 10, 15, 20% less. Well, what do you do? Well, you either hire more workforce, right? Or if you feel the current workforce is doing it, you probably have got to have bonuses because they're more stressed. You begin rethinking how you have to do things. But most of us hire the workforce required. And if anything, I am going to continue to talk about that. Because having more officers on the street, not officers in headquarters, not officers that can come out and give a nice press briefing, the actual officers that patrol the city, they do calls, they do traffic, they respond to everything. And it's deterrence. When criminals understand and see police cruisers and officers on the street, just that is a deterrence, folks. If we have a major riot like we did, we now have depth to handle that. If we have any type of incident that requires, say, a natural disaster, that requires police to be all hands on deck... They're able to handle those things, right? Because these are members of our community. These are members that want to work their service job for us, right? But we can't expect them to work 15-hour days. We can't expect them to be working double-time year after year after year and handling these issues, which we know are stressful and also bring a lot of psychological stress. We owe it to them as the citizens that support Lincoln, because we are a very, very valued society in Lincoln, Nebraska, that supports our law enforcement, to help them get the depth. And what I'm telling you is, is that has to go through the politicians. You're right, we don't currently defund the police. But we don't fund the police. Do you see the nuance? I doubt our mayor ever wants in this part of the country, in Lincoln, Nebraska to defund the police. But there's other ways to hurt that force. To slow roll on manning and strength numbers and budgets to get that fixed. To not put in plans, to reprioritize other elements of crime above policing. You heard Sheriff Terry Wagner yesterday talk about how the county commissioners have been good to the sheriff's department. And I want you to think about that. So he, in charge of LSO, has good money flow and policies. And he still has struggles with Manning and Ben Strength. And he still has struggles, folks. Ask yourself if you have a, you know... A young up-and-comer, you know, child, right? Is law enforcement right now as attractive as it used to be given the state of things in our country? It's not because we're hearing all these negative things. When in fact, along with service to our country, the people that are in the first responders profession, right? EMTs, firemen, and police officers the number one thing we need to keep this democracy flowing. 
and we're frankly, we the people, right? I mean, Eric Underwood can talk about delegates. He's talking about people that believe in the Republican Party platform, but they're the people. They're our neighbors, right? We have to step up and do something about us. Our men and women in uniform in in, in LPD. Uh, need us, and they need us this year. There's no doubt about it. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, if you're having a hard time listening to the show, maybe you ought to get your hearing checked. Maybe you ought to give my friends at Christensen Hearing Analytics a call at 402-489-3450. Excuse me. Uh, Roy Christensen and his team uh, have been open since 2008. They absolutely have the best prices in town. They will beat anyone. Roy himself has been practicing audiology for 26 years. They're going to give you a comprehensive hearing exam, free consultations, free screenings, and free hearing aid cleanings. Listen, you're going to have to get a device. And today the devices are so small and awesome that it can change your world. If you don't want to go in, if you have a loved one that doesn't want to go in, Roy Christensen and his team do house calls, free house calls in the area. Give them a call at 402 402- 489-3450 or make an appointment for a consultation at christensenhearing.us Man, every time I talk about crime, I get a little fired up uh, probably because I just look at it as the same as the profession I was in and I know its value and I think that, you know, when we have you know the sheriff come in and talk about Um, the integration and the efficiencies, I think that's great. And I'm glad our law enforcement officers here in the county uh, integrate well. But at the same time, I hear from the troops, if you will. I hear the stresses they're under. I hear how we haven't modernized to keep up with a a city that, you know, on a day-to-day basis is at that magic 300,000 mark. Uh, because of the dynamics in our county, the fact we're close to Omaha, people are just coming and going. Uh, and people in law enforcement, folks, will tell you that's the magic number. If you don't get ahead of it and you don't start policing the way you need to with the number of officers, not at a level of 1.1 per thousand, at the level that the FBI recommends, which is two officers per thousand right so if you continue to do your own thing and let a city like grand island at 1.6 and i think omaha 1.78 you're gonna have bad things happening to the citizenry and we are on a decline now we are on a precipice and we the people need to do something about it we need to make sure that we're paying attention to the policies. We're paying attention to the money flow. And we are responding and demanding that we get more street officers here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Listen, you you know, think about it for a second. Just multiply us by three, okay? All of us here. So we're right at a million people. If that were the case, right, Given the way we're leading, you know, from City Hall on down to the City Council, you know, and how we're manned as a police department, right now I'd be watching us being thrown in with Chicago, with San Francisco, 
with Portland, with Seattle, I'd be one of the 13 Democratic cities that everybody's talking about that are having smash and grabs and crime waves. We don't want that here. Trust me, you don't want that. And it's well worth you to get educated and to think about it and honestly hold your elected officials accountable to good policing and supporting the police. 1499.3 Crime Week with Commander Jack Riggins on Drive Time Lincoln. You're getting the 411 with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on 1499.3 KLIF. We're finishing up uh, Tuesday here on uh, Crime Week Law and Order. Uh, we had uh, the Lancaster County Republican Party Chair Eric Underwood on talking about uh, their platform and what the Republicans uh, think about uh, law and order in Lincoln, Nebraska, and really the nation. Um, Sheriff Terry Wagner yesterday. Uh, tomorrow we will have the Lincoln Safety Foundation on, and I believe uh, on Thursday... Uh, the county attorney, Pat Condon, will be on to discuss it. I'm looking forward to that as I haven't been able to have either the city or the county attorney on, and I have many, many questions with regard to how we're prosecuting um, crime in the area. So we'll continue it on. One of the things I want to remind you about is LPS is having a school board meeting tonight. Many of you are probably already out there. Um, and like I said, I mean, I have questions on masking. It, I'm not going to be able to attend, but, you know, I would like to know, you know, will they have a mandate? Would they have a mandate if the Lincoln-Lancaster Health Department uh, didn't have a mandate, right? Because I see that Dr. Ronner is always pushing, you know, adult numbers and making it seem as if masking is the only way to go and making a huge impact. Um, although he's using adult figures and numbers, I don't agree with that at the LPS meeting. I, I want to know things like what are the impacts to the kids and the teachers um, you know, physical condition, developmental, social, their communication, just their education growth and their mental health. Th- those are the things I want to know. We've been doing this for, what, almost a year and a half, okay? That's the data, the second and third order effects. We all understand with regard to masking, we're going to have different opinions on it. But there's other effects when you do something like that. And maybe, in fact, the fact that multiple news outlets are reporting that, you know, up to one-third of LPS teachers you know, may leave next year. That's big news. You know, the other question I'd like to know is what metrics would, you know, need to be in place for you to relieve the mass mandate of our kids in school. Important stuff. Something's going on inside LPS. 1499.3, Commander Jack Riggins.